I'm Jamie Lewis, a food and drink writer based in San Luis Obispo, California. And this is Consumed, a podcast about eaters, drinkers, makers, and thinkers across California and at its heart, the Central Coast. Thank you for listening. Consumed is sponsored by my friends at Slow Life Magazine. I remember when Slow Life first came out, it was a skinny but mighty magazine intent on sharing the stories of people who live, work, play, and give in San Luis Obispo. Today, the magazine is no longer skinny at all. It packs loads of interviews, information, inspiring stories, and my food column, which covers dining trends up and down the coast. Find Slow Life in your mailbox every other month by subscribing at slowlifemagazine.com. Sarah and John Peterson own Scout Coffee, a set of two San Luis Obispo shops that sell craft coffee, rustic baked goods, and a thoughtful collection of gifts, apparel, and housewares. Sarah mostly runs Scout, but the couple also owns Honeyco Roastery, which John oversees, and which supplies beans to the two shops and to buyers from all over the globe. I don't think I'm overstating things when I say Scout and Honeyco are two of the most beloved and successful businesses in California. In fact, I know I'm not overstating that because Scout won Business of the Year for California's 35th Assembly District in 2017, an award that John and Sarah totally downplay, by the way. If you've never been to Scout Coffee, find them on Instagram and you will instantly see how warm, modern, and intentional their shops are. They're hubs of activity that turn out razor-sharp coffee and treats, very much by design. John and Sarah came over to talk about failed business ideas, how in its infancy Scout was rejected for bank loans over a dozen times, how they met and married young, and about how they lived in their car long before hashtag van life was aspirational. Enjoy my talk with Sarah and John Peterson. So, John and Sarah Peterson, I know better than to offer you coffee when you come over. <laughs> I would feel so judged, I think, no matter no, what no. you we, would do. We are so not that way. I know. I also not. microwave my coffee like 10 times a day, and I just want people to know. You do what? <laughs> I like microwave my coffee because I'm a mom. <gasps> I'm like, so happy. You know what? Are you saying yeah. That? Sometimes I put it in the fridge and I drink it over ice. But if yeah. I go out of town for yeah. something and. She'll it's so microwave bad. Microwave coffee that I, I made the day before. I know. I make the coffee for us. John makes the, the coffee for us. It's just like a thing, <laughs> and you have like, to you keep what? it secret. Like he goes out of town, and you're like beep beep. Yeah. beep. <laughs> <laughs> so that's so funny. Mm-hmm. How did you both grow up? Where are you Californians? Yeah, I am. He is. I'm not. I am a Midwest girl. So yeah, I grew up in Michigan and Ohio, and I moved to California when I was 18. So I've now lived in California longer than I. Didn't. Yeah. Um, but I have like very, my, my parents would travel, like not like travel overseas, but we would like get in the suburban and like drive all over the United States. Mm-hmm. And, um, we went to California when I was in junior high and I just remember thinking, oh my gosh, this is my place. Like all the houses <laughs> we're in San Francisco were like painted oh. all different colors and I had never seen anything like that. Yeah. Like that is not the way it is in Ohio. Hmm. And I just thought, this is my place. I'm moving here. And so from a young age, I was like, California, thank you. And I to love the, that to this day, Sarah, like literally every, every day. like everywhere we go, if we go anywhere outside of California, she's like, I just knew California was my place Aww. and I knew I was going to get there. We went to Michigan <laughs> last summer or I don't yeah. know, two summers ago, um, for a family reunion. It had been 20 years. Since you had been Since there? Since I had been there? I know. I'm kind of like... You really I, decided. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole time I just kept telling like... Good job, young Sarah. Like she you said knew, that so you know? many times while we were there. Good job, young Sarah. Good job. Good job, young Aww. Sarah. Like yeah, 
I just knew you yeah. made a good choice. I love mm-hmm. that it was um, the houses in San Francisco, the color of them. It was that, just so like, I was a creative person yeah. and like kind of always had that, you know, knack. And it just, I don't know. I just knew like the sunshine, the ocean, like mm-hmm. beautiful outdoors. Like it was everything I'd always wanted in my life. Mm. And like, I don't know where that came from, but yeah. I knew that it wasn't happening in my family or where I lived, yeah. you know? Right. Um, did you go on, like, did you go to the lake for the summers and things like that? I yeah, know that's Lake a Michigan. Huge oh my goodness. Yes. But my family didn't. And so I had like a best friend at church who her family would go camping, yeah. which now when you're like, yeah, duh. Haha, that's not really camping. Like it's like a parking <laughs> oh, lot. <of> like, <laughs> no, a parking, like, parking lot with RVs, but you could like go to the beach all day long. Yeah. And when I was really little, like I didn't know it wasn't the ocean, you know, cause there were big waves right. and we would just swim all day, but yeah, I definitely made friends that did fun things. So that it just wasn't <laughs> my family. We did other stuff, but we didn't camp. Yeah. Yeah. And John, you grew up in California? Yeah, I grew up in Clovis. Oh, you so, did? Yeah. Oh, you're pretty close. Yeah, not too far. My parents lived over here for a few years before I was born. Okay. Um, my dad went to Cal Poly for a little while. And did you visit a lot when you were a kid? We used to visit over here. Yeah, not not a lot, but I remember coming over here. Yeah. And your so. parents lived in yeah. Slow after, did you say that? Yeah. When they were first married? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, and so, <laughs> so how did you decide? Well, first of all, when you decided to come over, did you come to college here? I did. And it's a little bit funny because like I ended up in Reading. So I okay, was, I, I don't know that I've ever yeah, been there. I know. I was going to go to college in Southern California. I was going to major in art and I had a track scholarship mm. and then I did a campus visit and it was like, ha <laughs> oops, like I don't really want to, I don't really like it here. Yeah. And there was no housing that year for freshmen. So I was going to have to get an apartment. And even though I was like feeling pretty independent, mm-hmm. that was really intimidating to me. And I was going to have to run cross country. Yeah. And I was like, what am I doing? Like, I'm not going to go to the Olympics. Like, why am I? Because, because like, they didn't a professional have track. Runner. They only had, they had track, but you had to also do cross country. Oh. And I just saw my like social life. When, you know, I was like, Mm-mm. so at the lap, very last minute, I ended up changing plans and went to a really small, um, private university, mm-hmm. which I'd grown up in public school my whole life, but it was yeah. kind of like a family rule. If my parents were going to pay for college, hmm. which LOL, they still didn't. So student loans, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up, it's, it's a long story. I won't tell it, but you know, all these little things connected and I ended up at Simpson college and John and I met the first day. Where is that? It's in Reading. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I ended up there too. Pretty. Neither of us had ever been there before. Both mm. of us had plans fall through and we both had a friend going there that convinced us to go there with them. Interesting. And so that's how we both ended up there and met. Yeah. Freshman like, year? Yeah. Freshman year. We like met the first day of orientation mm. and Cute. it was, you know, like a mixer, like yeah, some cheesy event, but we um, stood outside and talked and he was wearing a sweatshirt from a camp. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm going to work at a camp. Like, I want to be a counselor. Yeah, I was a lifeguard that summer. And so she was really interested in hearing about the camp. Um, but that's when she told me that she wanted to have a coffee shop someday. And I, neither oh. of us drank coffee. Yeah. I, I'd never been in a coffee shop before. But I was like, wow, that's, that's kind of cool, you know? Because this but, is like night. Or I was going to say, what year? 1999. Yeah. So Friends is on TV. Oh, my gosh. And yeah. The whole, yeah. you know. And but, coffee but, shops weren't a part of our life yet. Yeah. My, At all, yeah. yeah, my older brother, who's two years older than me and was like a very cool guy. He was mm. like in a band and, or like he was just, you know, <laughs> he's he cool. bought a dirty and couch like, and yeah. his walls were like brown or red. He yeah, listened right. to records. <laughs> he would like go to coffee shops with his friends 
I wasn't invited. But he would, there was like maybe one, like, you know, but there wasn't, there wasn't a Pete's, there wasn't a Starbucks, there wasn't yeah. anything like that. And so I just kind of had this idea in my mind of like, Cool people go to coffee yeah, shops. Yeah, cool people go yeah. to coffee shops. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm going to have one one day. And she was always mm-hmm. hospitality focused. So it was yeah, my job's pretty natural for her to say, and, you know, this is cool. And that's something I could see myself doing. Yeah. But we were friends. Anyways, I don't know what part of the story to on, but <laughs> there's we were, so many. We yeah, were friends so for a long time. And then we were like, oh, I think we like each other. And then we were, we were. And then all of our friends were like, what are you guys doing? Like. Going off. If we would like hang out just yeah. the two of us. <laughs> oh, they didn't see it coming. Well, no. We didn't really want our friends to feel left out, oh, you know. No. So we would like. We were in like this this really tight knit group of friends for we were a little posse, like a year. Yeah, and before we did it at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then John yeah. moved away, and then we were long yeah. distance, and then where'd you go, John? San Diego. Yeah, what for? Can I ask? Um, I was at this. You know, I was at that private school yeah. and paying. I was paying my own way, and I realized that I had no idea what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. and it didn't make sense for me to be there at that yeah. point. So I went down and went to community college in San Diego because I had friends from high school that were down there. Okay. And it was it was really tough to leave, um, mm-hmm. but I, I didn't see a way for me to stay there yeah. at that point. How was it being long distance? Was that actually... Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's really... Yeah. Lovely, actually, to be forced to communicate through letters or, I mean, yep. at the time, email, whatever. Yeah. We had just started. Yeah. Like, like he was the year, reason I, I got like an email <laughs> so we could like keep in touch. And then. <sighs> and it felt had... like magic, I'm sure. Oh my yeah. goodness. So fun. And we had cell phones. <laughs> Not yet. We didn't have cell phones yet. Not yet. Well, at one point when we were real serious, we were talking. Oh, that was after we graduated. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I went to New Jersey because oh, really? my parents had moved. Yeah. And I had spent my summer after college. Uh, volunteering, doing mm-hmm. um, work in Mexico, like helping you know, with kids camps and all kinds of stuff. But I was like, that was fun, but I, well, I have no money. So I moved home, which I never thought I would do. Mm. Worked at an independent coffee shop, which is kind of, yeah, that was, you know, key. Genesis. Yeah. Um, but we would, oh, and oh man, the low point, I would work at Applebee's after my coffee shop job. You worked yeah. at Applebee's. Applebee's. Were you the shoe store too? That was a summer job. Okay. But I love how ashamed you are. Of that. It's Applebee's. <laughs> like this guy who trained me, they called him like Wolfman. And I was, <laughs> And I would have to like suggestively sell like flavored lemonades with buffalo wings. Yeah. And those it, are and delicious, I got, Sarah. I got yeah. paid two dollars and nineteen cents an hour. I think what? it was two thirteen. It was, how was that? It was a, it's called a server's wage, and like certain states, that's the thing. So, anyways, you, yeah, it was terrible. And people, the amount of tips. you could yeah. smoke inside. I mean, oh wow! And I would get like the party crowd because I did the coffee shop all day, and then I would work at Applebee's at night. And basically, I was just saving up enough money to buy myself a vehicle and drive myself across the country again to see John. Yeah. But we would talk yeah. on we would talk on our phones all night, like for hours. Yeah. Now I I'm like, that. what do we even talk about? But we would, I mean, we would yeah. talk for hours. Yeah. Yeah. So long distance was special. Yeah. Jake and I were long distance for a while, and he, for our anniversary one year, printed all. He found the emails because we would just <gasps> oh, the long emails. Oh my gosh. And I know Jake says he's not a writer, but I look at those and I'm like, Honey, oh my you goodness. were incentivized. Yeah. Like yeah. he was oh, that's motivated. so sweet. Yeah, and he printed them all out. It was wow. really cool. That's but yeah, crazy. we had a lovely long distance. Not that we liked it, you know, yeah. but still. I think for us it was I mean, those like five years were 
fairly tumultuous. Mm-hmm. Five years apart. Oh, well, well of five years dating. of like, oh, like yeah. dating on and yeah. off. But okay. I, I feel like it was important because it helped us work some things out before we got married. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause those were probably our hardest. Right. Yeah, I just think it's such a hard phase of life. And we're, we're around college kids a lot. Like all of our staffs are college yeah. kids. And so I, I don't know. I just think, oh, I'm so glad that it's a fun phase of life, but I'm so glad it's over. Yes. You know? Yeah. It's like once we... And it's got to be harder now with the technology and the expectations and... And the money. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. How expensive it is. Yeah. Yeah. We were looking at our college tuition from when we were in school. And I mean, for mine, I went to a private school also mm-hmm. and it has more than doubled and it was high then. Yeah. Yeah. It was $32,000 then for a year. Wow. Yeah. I was, now I was on scholarships yeah. and crazy amount of loans and all that. Um, but now it's, I think it's 70. Wow. Hmm. Unbelievable. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, we couldn't, we talk about it now. We couldn't send our children mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, it's tough. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know, I think, I don't know if it's a generational thing, but I, I don't think there's that as much pressure now to, to do that course. Yeah. Like it was, that was like growing up where I did and well, in both yeah. of our families, it was like <laughs> a non-negotiable, like you're going to college, of course mm-hmm. you're going to college before your college. Yeah. You know, and I think going through that experience and I'm grateful that we met each other and, you know, had our friends and all that, but I'm very open to, you know, whatever our kids choose, yeah. it's going to be fine. Yeah, yeah, I feel like going to, I feel like finishing college was like one of my big mistakes now. Mm. He always says it's like one of his biggest regrets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just because I, I felt the pressure to go back and do it when all along I had a sense that I wouldn't need it. But back then you needed a degree to get any job. Yeah. And it just, I it finally, I mm. finally ended up doing it and yeah. paying the price a little bit. But, um, and how could you have known that this is what you were yeah. going to wind up doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I had a, I had a feeling cause I was always very entrepreneurial. And so I, I always wanted to find a way to break the system a little bit, but mm-hmm. I didn't know how. And it took a lot of failures, I think. Yeah. You know, did you own a business before this one? I mean, own is maybe not the right <laughs> term. Did you try? <laughs> I probably tried to start. I don't know how many businesses. Hmm. Well, a bunch. When even when we were long distance, when you were in San Diego, I was like working on. All John had of like weird a previous stuff. life. He was like a personal trainer. Yeah. Oh, you were very into fitness. Yeah. So you you had like your own personal training business. Yeah, I was a personal trainer, and I worked at a gym in downtown San Diego. Yeah. And then I started getting clients, but the gym would take fifty percent, and so then I was like, well, how can I figure this out? And so. Hmm. I started going to condo complexes that had their own gyms and putting up like <laughs> cards or doing like little question and answer so times. Smart. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, it worked a little bit, Yeah. but then I could charge less and yeah. give people a better value and, you know, make more money too. Yeah. And so I did that for a while. Um, that's a bit of a grind though. It's not like, I'm sure it it's is. not like a business that you own and that creates equity. You're, you're working for, you know, every dollar. Yeah. So. But you're thinking entrepreneurial yeah. mm-hmm. really early. Yeah. And yeah. I, I built a website that eventually got, <laughs> it was a terrible website, but nobody had websites. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I ended up getting a job, um, at a place called, uh, Academy, Academy of the Sierras. Sierras. Yeah. There was the first <laughs> therapeutic boarding school for overweight adolescents in yeah. the country, oh. second in the world. And, um, my first week there, I was on Good Morning America. And then I was like later on Dateline and I was a personal <laughs> trainer on, uh, extreme makeover one time you were yeah but the only reason I, they hired me for that job is because i had a website and you were so yeah. techy and ahead of the game 
That is so funny. I asked my boss sometimes, like, why'd you hire me? He's like, well, you had a website. It looked great. I was like, huh. <laughs> You're obviously an expert. <laughs> Highly qualified. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so. well, so so you, the first day you met, you talked about owning a coffee shop. I mean, when, had you had a cup of coffee at that point? Um, I mean, in your not, life, not, had you yet? I, yes, in my life I had, but it wasn't a part of, it wasn't a ritual. It wasn't a daily thing. I don't know if I had ever had coffee at that point. And Wow. My parents didn't drink coffee at all. Yeah, my my dad did, but he would, you know, put, you know, I just remember sitting yeah. at restaurants with him, and yeah. he would, you know, stack all the little creamers put, on like, top, you know, creamers eight creamers in, in it. Yeah. Um, oh, but I, I loved watching him swirl it in his coffee, and he made it at home, yeah. but um, nothing, you know, like what we have today. But we um, started drinking coffee in the bodegas in San Francisco mm-hmm. when we, after our freshman year in college, we um, worked together with a group of like eight other students and we lived in a pink house. One of my dreams coming true. A pink house. <laughs> a pink house. Oh. Um, and we oh. ran a day camp for kids affected by HIV. Yeah. And um, depending on what van route we had, you know, we would stop well, and we'd all get stay coffee. Up, we'd all stay up all night and then we'd have to work all day. And so that's why we started drinking coffee. Mm-hmm. Did you guys, did you live in the hate? No, West Portal. West Portal. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cause I knew of a business like that and, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was a nonprofit called, called Bridge for Kids. Yes. One it, of the offices was in Janice Joplin's in old house. Hey, Ashbury. Was yeah. it? Yeah. That's interesting. I think I did some service work there once. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. And they owned other businesses, didn't they? Yep. I think so. Like Einstein uh, Sandwich Shop oh, at 9th and Irving. I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to. Okay. Yeah. Well, just yeah. so interesting. Yeah. It's like 20 and years ago. Here. By yeah. the way, West Portal, I don't know that it yeah. was as cool as it is. Now. It was pretty nice back then. Okay. So, yeah. It's so great now. Yeah. It's wonderful. It anyway. Great. Okay. Um, so we started drinking coffee then. And then I got a job at Starbucks okay. in, when I was a junior in college, I think. Um, and I remember the manager, like our first day of training asked if like anybody didn't drink coffee. And I kind of like raised my hand. I was like, I don't yet, but like, I'm going to be really good. I promise. Like I want to, <laughs> um, yeah, I just, it just wasn't a part of my life yet. And so I definitely started there. And then around that same time I applied at Starbucks to a different one yeah. and didn't get hired. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is like your justice moment. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to show you Starbucks, I know. which it wouldn't have been a good job. It's you. not a good fit for me. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't see that now. Yeah. Now that I know a little more about you, I don't yeah. see that yeah. as being a good fit. So when did, well, I've been curious for a long time, why did you decide to come to slow you? I know you had a yeah. period of time. Was it Santa Cruz? Mm-hmm. Okay. So how did Santa Cruz happen? Um, Santa Cruz happened. We actually both worked at the therapeutic boarding school together. Um, Sarah taught nutrition I was, and culinary. Mm-hmm. I just taught like elective classes. I was like, yeah. I can't be trusted with real academics here, but I can you were already <laughs> a cook though, a baker and a cook. Like she has, it's knack. always been a knack. Like, yeah. You know, the, hobby. I she read. never believed she had it though. That's the, that's the weird thing. Everybody else could see it, but she never yeah. believed it. Yeah, it's been a little bit of a discovery. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. oh, like yeah. before we opened Scout, I didn't think it, like I had a real roadblock to baking for the public because mm-hmm. I'm not like a pastry chef. Like I'm not trained. I didn't go to culinary school. And I was like, no, 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 I cannot do that. Like it's not right. It's not okay. John's like, just then, make some cookies. Then maybe the part of me that didn't want to go to college, you know, that wanted to like chart my own path. I was seeing that for her. I'm like, you don't need pastry school. You, you make great stuff. Like why, why do you need you that? Do and look at what a strength it is now. Yeah. Too. yeah. And it's got a style to it. It's got a rustic style mm-hmm. to it that I think if maybe you had gone to pastry school, yeah. it maybe would have been not quite right mm-hmm. for the brand. Yeah. You know, I hear you. Thank you for saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Okay, what was the original question? Where Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz. So we, we were at the therapeutic boarding school, and then, oh, what did we do? We quit our jobs. We quit our jobs <laughs> on the same day at the same time. Mm-hmm. We were very young. We were newly married, and both of our sets of parents were like, oh, that's so interesting. Like, you both quit. I mean, there were some, like... <laughs> there were some I things... Would, yeah, there were some things that, that we didn't were, quite like, agree with, and we were young. I mean, and, it was like, kids' health. It, it was... Mm-hmm. Kids were having their gallbladders removed, and like, we could see why it was happening, but the people weren't interested in change anything so it was more like we're like we would talk to them we're like we'd really like to help change it and still is like you know sort of a young person thing to do but we're like yeah. well we just don't feel good about it so so we quit and we, we quit yeah packed all of our stuff up into a storage unit and we took a little envelope of cash we were like scraping by at this time yeah. and well we, no, at that time we were doing okay because we had two jobs and no kids and nothing else to but now, looking back, I mean, we weren't making very much money, <laughs> yeah, but, but to us, it was like, I mean, you, you were coming from making two thirteen an hour. Okay. You know, well, we, we had our little, okay. we had saved a little bit of money. Yeah. We had but, our little envelope of cash and it was like yeah. when we're, when we have spent this envelope of money, then we need to know what we're doing next with our life. Yeah. And so we took it, was like it $1,000 and we like drove around California and this is like before van life hashtag and like before this was like homeless. We were also, <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh, it is. Hashtag van life, hashtag homeless. That's we actually like, very close we to We were like was. in John Civic. We had a two door um, Civic and we put mountain bikes on the back. And we just like drove around and we had around. a book, like you would flip the pages of a real book and yeah, there were no phones and look use. at like this campground in this town and this campground in this town. And so we would just kind of drive all over the state and have these conversations all day long about what are we doing with our life and where are we going to end up? And we happened to basically run out of money in Santa Cruz. Well, it, it was in, um, it was up above Reading where we actually were running out of money and we're like, we need to start going back. So we have money to get back. Yeah. And, uh, we were driving through Reading at like well, nine or 10 o'clock at night back down South. And we were talking about camp and I was like, Hey, I know the HR director at Mount Hermon. Maybe we can, extend our time by going there and trade some work for some lodging or something. Yeah. Let me give him a call. So like anything, yeah. anything mm-hmm. you could. Put yeah. Your hook in. So I called him and he obviously didn't answer the phone because it was like 10 o'clock at night. And then, um, we slept on the side of highway 17 mm-hmm. in the civic. Um, and then he called me the next morning. He's like, Hey, are you guys still around? Let me take you to breakfast. And so we went to breakfast with him. You're like, thank God. Yeah. yeah. No, we're, like, yes. we're like food. <laughs> <laughs> And, um, he said he had a place for us to stay and just enjoy ourselves for the next week. And we're like, well, can we do anything? He's like, no, no, just hang out. Enjoy. Oh, how wonderful. It was so nice. And, and there was so, an internship program that had just, they were just launching. So we heard about that that week. We both applied for internships. John got hired as the HR intern and I figured I'll just, just find a, a job. really fun job. Yeah. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I figured I'd find a job in town. I, whatever. I've always worked in restaurants. I can yeah. I can find something. You can hack it. Yeah. yeah. And then... I mean, word got out fast that Sarah had some food some skills. experience yeah. and whatnot. So yeah. then I kind of got roped into the dining room. And like right when I started training, the manager quit because she probably was like, oh, thank goodness someone else is here. So then yeah. they offered me a full-time job, which was like housing and benefits. And we already had housing through mine um, and a $1,000 a month stipend, which also felt like a lot of money. I mean, we thought we, we were. Sure. We thought we like hit the We were jackpot. living for free in Santa Cruz. Like living in the Redwoods. Yeah. In a little cabin. Granted, there's like holes in the ceiling and like mice in the walls. But at that point of our life, we were like so pumped. Yeah. Um, it's rustic. Yeah, yeah. It was very rustic. Yeah. And so we did that for a few years. So that was Santa Cruz. And then um, John eventually became the recreation director. Um, that was my like management school. 
too. Mm -hmm. Like my job was, I was only 24 and I was in charge of like 75 staff and meals for 600 people three times a day and summer staff and volunteers. So I just learned, Oh, okay. Like I better figure this out, you know, how to be a leader, how to, you know, get it done. Um, and then there was the recession and John got laid off. So we're talking 2008. 2000, uh, yeah. Beginning of 2009, my job ended. Yeah. Um, when I had already switched, Sarah had I had switched already roles switched out yeah. of the camp, uh, so local lost, church. Yeah. So we lost yeah. my job, which is tied to our housing at the same time uh. in the beginning of 2008 or in the beginning of 2009. And we found a little studio in Santa Cruz that we moved down to and I couldn't get a job to save my life. Like mm-hmm. first mm-hmm. time that had ever happened to me. I probably sent out a hundred resumes. Didn't get anything. Yeah. So I was working at a church to help them start a coffee shop. Yeah. So I was excited to like bring coffee back into my life. And, and that, when that opportunity came up, we, we were, we were always sort of on the path that someday we'll open a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when this opportunity came up for her to help open one, it was like, okay, that's a great education. Let's yeah. do whatever it takes to get that job. She got that job and then had the experience of building that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, we were just living in the little studio though. And John was, you know, just sending out resume after resume. And oh, I remember like heartbreaking. It was so sad. We've all been there. Oh, and man. we, and it's like, I'm always like the kids these days, but they just have no idea. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> like he, like he literally, we bought him like a suit on like Craigslist or something because yeah. like, we're like, okay, well, if you get an interview at a bank, like you're going like to need to look, any job. like you're going to need to look good. Anything. Yeah. Um, I applied to Domino's once yeah. to oh. be a driver yeah. and I didn't get it. Yeah. Like you're bringing up bad memories for me. I've just, yeah. No, no, no. It's fine. It's, I think it's good to remember. It is. It yeah. is. It really makes you appreciate, you know, the, the different stages and, mm. and, and a good economy. Like a lot of people don't understand what it's yeah. like to not have a good economy and, um, cause it's been so long now. That's true. And you know what? My yeah. job completely depends on a good economy. Yep. People give up writers, especially right now they will cut the writer first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I just, I'm trying really hard to remember this is not forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Value what I can make what I can now yeah. because it's not going to be forever. And you're, you constantly learn new skills and you learn different ways to do things and smarter ways to do things. Yeah. And that'll benefit like when things get weird again. Yeah. You get you scrappy know. and yeah. creative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're also, flush you know, right now. This is a good yeah. time. Yeah. And you know what you've been through that, that helps yeah. out a lot too. And you know. you know what? And also we're older And, um, I think, I don't know how old you guys are. I'm 41 Mm -hmm. and I, right now I think is probably the most empowered I've ever felt to have, to find work. I feel, and also because we've been here a long time, I know people I can call who will help me Mm -hmm. out. And you certainly have people too, where if anything, you know, we just, we have options at this age and Mm -hmm. at this point. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're 38. Okay. Yeah. We're in the same neck of the yeah, woods. We are. Yeah. yeah. So you, but at one point you started working for Verve, I know. Yeah. So that was right after I did the church coffee shop thing for about a year and I started buying coffee from Verve. They were a new business. They were new in town. They, um, they were literally trying to figure out how to make it how work to, at this How point. to keep the doors how open. How to like stay there. It's nuts to think about. Which mm-hmm. when people think of Verve, you, you don't think of them this way, but. Um, yeah, it was like one little tiny shop. The owners were working behind the counter. I, yeah. we drove by and saw the sign that said coffee and we're like, Oh my goodness. And they were French pressing everything and you could see their roaster. And it was just this like, wow. Okay. This is amazing. And I wanted to like, if we were going to have a coffee shop that was open seven days a week and it was in a church, it's like, hello, who's going to want to go inside of a church to get coffee? Like at least let's have relevant coffee. Let's have it be this nice experience. And so we, um, 
met the guys and, and just chatted and just talked about coffee. And they, at this point we were roasting at our house, like with a little popcorn popper. I was going to ask you how you started. Yeah. 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 So we started to back up just a little bit before that. Um, we had, while we were in Santa Cruz, we heard of a place called barefoot coffee. Um, and that was our first specialty coffee experience. We went in there, we both got cappuccinos and they tasted like chocolate and, yeah, right. and it was just like, what is mm-hmm. happening? I remember I used to smell the coffee cause they had a lineup of holding coffee and I would just go through and like smell every bag yeah. <laughs> and just keep, I'd be like, what is this? This is so crazy. Yeah. And, um, at the same time there was a place in Los Gatos. I don't know if they're still there, but they sold green coffee. And so I started, I mean, knowing nothing about green coffee, I started buying green coffee from them and using a popcorn popper to try to roast at home. And it was obviously nothing like barefoot. Um, but as we, uh, I mean, there were like that, smoke alarms going off and like, totally we had like a neighbor that lived above us. I mean, I would like, be sorry. doing it outside on the, on the Shorting porch. Out, I'm yeah. Sure. yeah. From time to time. Yeah. It was, it was not very good, but it was one of those things where you're, you're discovering something new and you're yes. like, wow, there's, it's amazing to see the process. And a lot of people don't know, you know, what green coffee even looks like. Right. And so for me, it was all new too. Um, so we went in, we were talking to Verve and we were talking to the, to Ryan and Colby, the owners. And, um, we're just like, do you guys do wholesale coffee? And they do like pause and they kind of look at each other and Ryan (laughs) steps forward and he's like, uh, yes, uh, yes, yes, we do. (laughs) (laughs) It was like a good business lesson to learn, like say yes. Yeah. And then Colby's Colby at the same time was like bagging up. I mean, he gave me like three pounds of green coffee, which I knew what I was paying at the Los Gatos place for the green coffee. And I was like, no, 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 it's, it's fine. He's like, no, try this out and let us know how it goes. And we were just like, wow, these guys are, these guys are so nice. Like, It's, it was just, yeah, it was just really cool. So we ended up working with them for yeah, the they Abbey, yeah. yeah, at the Abbey. And then I actually competed in a barista competition. I had no idea what I was doing in those early days. Um, and I was buying their coffee and, and mm-hmm. I did well. I went to the finals the first year and it was like, oh, um, and it was so exciting. It was just a really fun time to like yeah. be tasting these new things and learning these yeah. new things and being around this new industry and. Um, a really I, burgeoning industry. It was. Yeah, it, was it was really early. I mean, all the if you rattle off the names that were in that, the people that I used to kind like of the Charles Babinski and Kyle, Kyle Glanville, Glanville and, like, and um, Saint Frank. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, we call them Tex. Yeah, um, but a lot of you know those people now have their own shops and um, yeah, there's, you know I don't know. It's Intelligentsia was big yeah. back then, it, but Verve was really really new. And I think did you do better than their competitors? Is that what happened on that one? I don't know. I don't, yeah, I think so. I Maybe. think so. Yeah. But it was like, Oh, Sarah. So all of a sudden Sarah goes from like this little church coffee shop to kind of known in the coffee world. Yeah. She'd gone to the finals in California, which is a big, big thing back then. I love that you don't remember who you did better than. I would absolutely hang yeah. on to who I yeah. did better than. I would know their names. I'd know where they yeah. lived, their age. Yeah. yeah. It, it was a funny time. Cause I mean, it's just, it was weird because we didn't really know anything about it, Mm-mm. but she was good, like on it was stage, good, and she and was, was good, good at making coffee. coffee. And it was almost good that really I didn't good. know. It probably, probably. was. Yeah, and I, I went on to do it a few more years, and it was like, oh, people like rehearse for this, and they have like memorized their presentation. Yeah, she just went up there and did it. And, but that uh, was maybe something that was also fresh about it is mm-hmm. people rehearsed it, and then she just went up and did it. Yeah, she has no guile, yeah. no pretense at yeah. all. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I went on to to manage their store, their original location. Mm-hmm. So they hired me on, and it was it was fun. Worked for them for five years. And great people, great yeah. company. Yeah. Yeah. And then John joined on, I guess, to kind of close the loop on the recession yeah. story. Right. Yeah. I had tried to start another business in there. It didn't work. Um, 
it was a guitar company with a friend and we, yeah, whatever. What? Do you it's, play guitar? Yeah, a little bit, but he, he built them and then we started gaining some traction, but it was just, it just wasn't the right thing at the time. Yeah. So, um, I backed out of that one and then Ryan, um, from Verve, him and I became friends just cause we have a lot in common and, mm-hmm. um, we're still like really, really good friends today. Um, but we would, we started, he got me into riding mountain bikes. So, um, you know, I'd been a personal trainer in the past and then the recession and I was like, I'm not really somebody who gets depressed, but I was pretty depressed yeah. in that time. Cause I couldn't, I just couldn't imagine ever having a job again or like, that's a depressing being, thing like, to go through valuable to anybody. Yeah. Mm. Or being able to contribute in any way. And so I, um, started riding mountain bikes with him as a way to try to get myself back in shape and try to mm. turn my life around again. And then I started teaching myself how to do, um, design work cause I needed to, I needed some sort of skills that were marketable. Yeah. And, um, so I was teaching myself that. And then I started building websites and, mm. you know, just trying to figure it out. And Ryan was trying to help me out along the way too. He's like asking if I could help them with certain jobs mm. just as a way to get me something. Yeah. And um, you're obviously showing how driven you are. Yeah. I mean, I do get the sense from both of you that there's this internal engine that's just constantly mm-hmm. going forward. Yeah. Whether you have a job or not, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, we, trying to figure that out. I think that was one of the frustrating things. Both of us are very driven. <laughs> 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 I don't know. It's I'm like just coming it's, to terms. It's Last good. week I was like, I think I'm type She's A. She's like, I might be type A. I'm oh like, God, oh God, sir, are you just getting to that? John was <laughs> 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 just like laughing. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like oh, okay, okay. Because she's, she's more, maybe more than I am. <laughs> Right. I don't know. We you don't probably, probably, yeah. <laughs> well, it's interesting. I mean, if I'm going to psychoanalyze, I mean, I see huge drivenness in yeah. John and creativity yeah. and then Sarah, just fearlessness, you know, I mean, that's a good combo. It's also yeah. a combo that fails and mm-hmm. then you get back up and you get stronger every time. Definitely. You know, if you're fearless, you're going to fail. That's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, on, on that note, that's one thing that we're kind of going back off here, but, um, something that works is Sarah operates a lot off of intuition and Mm -hmm. I'm like very analytical. And Mm so, but what's interesting is we arrive to the same place. And so I'll do all the work to make sure that something makes sense. And then Sarah will just feel it Mm -hmm. and it'll be very close to where I land. So you're on the same page a lot, a Mm -hmm. lot. Yeah. And she, she just gets there somehow easier than I do. But it works. But it works. We yeah. usually arrive at the same and spot. We can kind of like cross check. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And if one of us is like, eh, then we kind of reevaluate. Yeah. So coming back to my yeah. question that was premature, how did you decide on slow? It sounds like neither oh, of you yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. lived here. We hadn't. No, we, um, it was Maybe really, my daughter was the catalyst really. So had our first baby and I was still full-time at Verve. At this point, I was overseeing three locations and just loved it. Loved it, loved it. But Just to recap real quick, at that point, I came... Well, I just just to <laughs> tie this around, I eventually did go on to work for Verve, and then was a, I became the marketing director, and I was there for three years. Oh, okay. So that's... No, okay. that's where so we So then are. we were there together. Yeah. Had the baby. I worked part-time, half-time, flex-time. I worked every possible schedule that I could, and had to hire childcare. There, there just wasn't flexibility in those days. Now it's a lot different, yeah. but it was like, I was there at eight and I would get home at six and I would have a lunch and I would be at all three locations every day. And I just didn't have the flexibility to like choose. Yeah. And I can get a lot of work done in a short amount of time yeah. and I can, you know, and I get to have that now and some days are long days, 
but at least like I'm kind of in control mm-hmm. of it. And I, we just weren't there yet with them. And so we kind of well, had to they, make a decision. Really, they weren't there. That's the thing is like, yeah. they were still a fairly young business trying to figure out how to make it work. And, and were you the first person who'd had a child? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's always I was the a, first. a bit of a yep. mold breaker. Yeah. Yep. And it was, you know, they had experienced this growth and they were going to experience more growth. And it's, it's hard. And now as an owner, like I understand it's like, yeah. you, you know, if you're going to give someone else a total flexible job, well then what about everybody else? That's yes. You know, and right. if you're going to say this person can work from home and this person can work remote and it's just really scary. And so I, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I don't fault them for, you know, not, not being ready at that point, but yeah. we, we tried to make it work. And then, um, all along we had been like squirreling away money, you know, like John and I had lived very frugal. Yeah. We saved over half our half of the income for Good years, for years and years. And, um, and it just, it was like, okay, we're either going to continue with Verb and continue growing and I'm, you know, or we're going to like do our own thing. And we would, the, with our work schedules, we would have Sunday afternoons off together. So we would kind of drive around the Bay area with a newborn and like, and our, Good our way, screen. this is kind of like that. In, in, <laughs> okay. I was going to actually yeah, no. say, not a good my driver. kids would never. No, yeah. she would scream. It was actually like terrible. I would, yeah. I would like walk to the grocery store. I would walk to this little vegetable stand and like all of our groceries were vegetables. Cause I'm like, I don't want to drive in the car because she screams. Yeah. yeah. And she's I'd like make it work. Little, she's just so home. sweet, but she would scream in the car. Yeah. 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 I had a screamer too. It's the worst. Yeah. But we, yeah. So we would just drive and like end up in Davis, end up in Berkeley, end up. Mm. And we would, our test was like, walk around the town. Is there a specialty coffee? Is there a little community hub. Is there a happening like craft coffee shop? And do we like it here? Do we want to live this here? Is somewhere we want to be. Like, yeah. and it, we would just get that feeling by walking around different downtowns and yeah. to like, in the interest of time, you know, we had gone down the road to several other places. We happened. We've been in contact with different landlords. Like, yeah, we, we went down the path several times mm-hmm. and we, but it didn't, nothing ever felt right. We ended up in San Luis cause we were driving home from a, our daughter turned one and grandma and grandpa wanted to go to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. So we were driving home to Santa Cruz from there and we, I was like, let's pull over in San Luis. Let's see what's going on there. Um, and this we, is where like the analytical versus in, in, mm-hmm. intuition kind of plays in. I had already been researching all the commercial real estate available and slow crunching the numbers. Yeah. And just like looking for what's there and be like, I was telling Sarah, I was like, there's nothing currently available. There's nothing that's going to work for what we're looking to do. And we just pulled on off the freeway, pulled on to garden street, parked the car. It was like raining Got the baby in the little pouch and we're like walking down the street. I'm sorry. You pulled directly into onto Uh, garden. I think we parked on marsh and then I think we walked on garden street, but that's crazy. We parked on garden street. Did we? Yeah. Cause it was like, out of the car, open the door for lease sign, huge yeah, vinyl banner hanging up in the window. Yeah. And it was like, oh, this building's cute. And then and we like a great street and yeah, looked Sarah, in the like, window. Well, back then the street we didn't was have totally context. different too. Like, it was, just, yeah. yeah, you know, older. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And yeah. every, I mean, we got rejected so many times by banks. That's later, but we just um, didn't know either. Like we just looked yeah. in the window. It was the right square footage. It was cute. Original brick, like mm-hmm. felt, it just had good. But Sarah like Gigi's. looked in the window and like immediately is like, yep, this is it. And I was like, there's like no I found way. Our store. Like everything else, fall, you know, all the other stuff we've pursued has fallen through. There's going to be all this stuff that doesn't work out on it. And so I called the landlord, left him a message. He called back the next day after we were back in Santa Cruz and said, uh, oh, I can be there in 10 minutes. And we're like, we're we like, how about two hours two? and 40 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And we and so called John's we, parents to meet us so we could hand off our baby. So it didn't so look, it didn't like, look we had, like we had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> so it didn't look yeah. like we had a baby. Oh. So, and then as we're getting closer, I'm telling Sarah, I'm like, okay, just don't, just, yeah, play it cool. Like, don't, 
give away any of our leverage here. Like, you know, don't tell them, like, we want the space. And so she proceeds to say, please don't lease the space to anybody else. We love it. We want it. And I was like, oh, no. And he goes, oh, don't worry. Nobody's interested. <laughs> and I was like, what is happening? I love how forthright so, you are, too. Yeah. John's I mean, trying to play. Like cards close yeah. to the vest. Yeah. I mean, we gotta, want the space. I'm don't like, give we it want it. Anyone. We love it so much. We'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. And, you know, we, we ran into the right guy at the, at the right time. Um, mm-hmm. He's a great guy. And, but you got rejected by banks. Oh, man. Why? So many. Just uh, because of location? Nobody wants No. I, well, when the local banks here rejected us because of Garden Street. It's too slow. Another coffee shop will never work. Um, because but, the street is slow. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yep. Um, and, and, like, nobody wants to... I mean, the chances, you know, restaurants are hard, but at least you have generally more revenue. And yeah. so, cause you can have a liquor license yeah, or, or, or yeah. and even like food, just the tickets are higher. And when you have revenue, you can get out of some stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, and with coffee shops, it's like, every, we looked at slow and we're like, this is perfect. Like mm-hmm. there's not like a good specialty coffee shop here. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody's doing what we're going to do. Yeah. And so, and we, that's how we saw it, but on paper, you can't. It's hard to explain it to somebody. You know, it just can't show it to them. Yeah. It's like, you know, you just want to say like, give us a chance. Like, it's going to be different. Like, it's going to be clean. It's going to be inspiring. It's going to be happy. It's going to be great service. It's going to be fast. It's going to be the best coffee you've had. It's going to be homemade. It's going to be, you know, but it was like, all people could see was like a coffee shop and it's like, no, thank you. Slide it back across the counter. Well, this other coffee shop Mm -hmm. just went out of business downtown, which means that another coffee shop can't work. They're not succeeding. Yeah. And so that's, that was kind of the message that we got. I think there were 10 or 15 banks that rejected us over oh, that time. Um, and you can't connect the dots and see where you're going to end up. So it was yeah. just, I mean, it was pretty I just felt like there was no the way it, we, we ended up back in Santa Cruz and you know, I was working my, we were both working our full-time jobs and, um, I had been working on a business plan for a long time and different angles of it. Cause every time I go to a bank and get rejected, I would try to ask why. And then mm-hmm. I would adjust it for the next bank that I took it to. And, um, I just felt like there's no way to get a loan. Everybody was like an immediate no, there's no opening. Mm-hmm. And so um, I was looking for ways to get uh, small business financing in San Luis and ran across the Economic Vitality Corps website. Yes. We you know see. people who have sat yeah. on that board. Yeah. yeah. And um, I was just like so used to getting rejected. I, I remember I just, it was, it was 1.30 in the morning. I clicked through like about us, the, you know, the staff went to the CEO, Mike Manchak, Hmm. sent him an email that said, here's my personal credit score. Here's my business plan. Here's the, what I want to do. And just like, here's our experience and bullet pointed and just sent it. And here's all my vulnerability. I just sent everything. I had a brand kit. I built like a brand kit. It wasn't what ended up being our brand name, but I just sent it all and like inspirational photos and what we're trying to do. And Hmm. he called me at like seven the next morning. And he was like, this looks great. Can I send this out to banks? And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, no, this looks great. He's like, you guys really have your stuff together. Can I, can I send this out? I'd like to put put this out to banks. And I was like, yeah, is that what you, yeah, that'd be great. You know, and that, that day, like while I was at, at Verve, my phone was just ringing. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Mike. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mike Manchak. I always tell him. He's the MVP. I always yeah. tell him, like, if it were not for Mike Manchak, there's no way we would be here. Isn't that amazing? It's um, the power of a champion, a power of somebody yeah. who's open-minded enough. Somebody to... who believes in you, yeah. yeah. It's like, and he was one of the only ones that did. Him and Alex, our first landlord. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, and at that point, you know, I, I talked to a lot of bankers, 
but there were only two that gave any chance that it might work. Um, and then we ended up doing our first loan with Coast Hills. Coast Hills. Mm-hmm. Big shout out. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So it's funny. We haven't talked at all about coffee, which is fine, which yeah. is yeah. completely fine. Um, I'm really curious about how you balance work and life now. I mean, mm-hmm. it's wildly successful. You've opened up a second location that's giant mm-hmm. in a in a space that really should not have worked out. Mm-hmm. Um, I we used to live right around the corner. And I you'd remember come when your, you'd come on your scooter with your kids. <laughs> <laughs> I the scooter gang, that. the scooter until I totally ate it on the scooter and now no more scooter no. <laughs> rides. Um, but yeah, I mean, we would, I, I remember seeing you guys building it out and I even told my husband, what are they thinking? That place is so cursed and it's okay. not, it's totally not yeah. cursed. Yeah. Um, it's the power of good space management and yeah. layout and vision. Yep. Um, you, yeah. And I think uh, had well, we, honestly, I had never really even been like down foothill. Which is right. crazy because I live. We lived at California Higuera. And so then. we were oh, like those early years, I was only at our house or at Garden Street. Like, yeah. my path was down Monterey. Like, I never went. I remember when John like drove me down to see the shop, I was like, oh no. It, I mean, I could. I mean, to it be was fair, an insurance place. We right? were, yeah. Uh, we were also opening the roastery at the same time when they first called us about it. Mm-hmm. We weren't trying to expand at the time. Um, we got a call from a broker in Santa Barbara. And he's like, he was very adamant. He wanted us to take a look at the space. And I just kept saying no. Cause Sarah would like kill me if I said, Hey, let's go and let's open another well, shop. We just first had of our all. second daughter too. So oh, it's yeah. Like, so we had yeah. just had yeah second yeah. daughter open the roastery, which was very tough at the time. And then garden street was only a year old. And, um, but yeah, you know, they just kept asking us. And so the, um, the broker was like, well, we, will you just meet the landlord? I was like, well, who's the landlord? And he, he goes, Nick Tompkins. And oh, yeah, I've seen that name around. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I knew that, you know, Nick owned a lot of stuff. And I was like, and, and that he was a customer at Garden Street. And so ah, I was like, that's good. Yeah. yeah. And I had heard about him from Mike Manchak. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll meet. I'll meet with Nick. That'd be, that'd be great. And so we met up down there. But Sarah, at this, you know, she was like, we'll never go into a strip mall, which all I could think of was Domino's. Yeah, she's like, I can't. Well, which is right around the corner. Yeah. I, know, I was like, that's all I could see in this like dilapidated. But once we actually spent time in the space, we mm-hmm. actually have it on video. Cause again, it was very like reminiscent of our experience with Lily raining baby in the pouch, find our first location. Now it's second baby in the pouch raining because there's, holes in the ceiling standing it's in this like dilapidated building and like part of the part of the floor is sand it's like there's like rubble asphalt torn just, up and you can yeah. see me mouth the words like this could be cute yeah <laughs> isn't that amazing mm-hmm. when we look at that video now i'm like what were, what we, were we thinking but like it's exciting to build it's fun yeah you get to ex- you know have this creativity and this it's just it's it's fun it's exciting to make something up out of your mind and like yeah. put it happen yeah, put it into real life. Well, and have it do well. I mean, there's plenty of people who have that vision, you know, scope it out. I would say maybe more often than not, mm-hmm. yeah. who it's a terrific idea. There's nothing wrong with it, but it just doesn't catch the imagination of other people mm-hmm. or it doesn't have the foot traffic, which I'm thinking that space that you moved into for the second location, it was waiting for something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it has the foot traffic. And unless you had gone to Polly or lived over in that part of town, 
you wouldn't even know because you're downtown or you're yeah. on the other side. This is a huge, huge hub where people stop in. Yeah. You have parking. Yes, yeah. the parking lot. And, yeah, and we knew the health food store was going in, so it felt yeah. like a very good kind of marriage of like. To, to be right, really fair, yeah. too, Nick is the one who had the vision on this. Like he came to us. We told him no so many times. I wasted so much of his time. He we would sit at Garden Street. I literally sat with him and talked about life for like three hours, hmm. multiple times. And he just kept saying, like, I don't want you to do anything you don't want to do, but I think yeah, this would be good for you. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, man. He I, really pushed us. I really, and he's like, just let me know. What, what's it going to take? And he, he threw out a couple options, and then the deal kept getting better, and we kept saying no, and <laughs> then it got better. And eventually, um, I was reading this book that had a quote that, that said, you know, the two things you have to know about life are, uh, one, understand the difference between a smart risk and a dumb risk because mm-hmm. everything's a risk. Mm-hmm. Right. And two, you know, if you're off track, just have the, know when you're off track and have the courage to change. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just remember the first one just like jumped off the page. I mean, I was like smart risk, dumb risk. We signed the lease within like the next two weeks mm-hmm. and, um, start a building. And it's yeah. been a smart risk, right? Yeah. yeah. I Absolutely. mean, it's easy for it to look good and maybe I don't yeah. know how yeah. it all pencils out, but it was, it was a good move for more reasons than we knew at the time. All I could see was like double the work. Yeah. Um, and it didn't, it didn't work out to be that it was really hard at first. You know, the roastery was still new, but it, it helped the roastery pencil yeah. better too. Um, and so it, it was that, but then it also gave us like, um, the ability to have more staff in place to do the jobs on the front lines Mm -hmm. where we wouldn't be doing as much of that. And it allowed us to get into the stuff that, that really was impacting the business. Um, and look at you're sitting in my house for an hour. I know. So our balance, our work life balance, I think that was your original question. Yeah. Yeah. It was like in the early days I would just like laugh or like maybe cry if like somebody asked me about that Mm -hmm. because there just isn't any, when you're like in the trenches and you're in survival mode, like there isn't, balance and like you feel like and there's nothing you can do about it yeah. like does I always it matter? think there's like 20 yeah. pizzas in the air and like now maybe like three pizzas are falling to the ground mm-hmm. but like back then you just feel like everything's all the pizzas are burning or something you know just yeah. you you're just in survival so there was no balance and I, mean, I in the early days of the roastery just for some perspective sarah was still baking we, yeah. we even when you were pregnant you were baking up till the very end and so she'd go in at like four or four thirty, and i'd be roasting until like three or three thirty in the morning um, so we'd and we'd cross paths and then we'd cross paths again, like at five or six. Um, that it, takes a strong marriage yeah. that takes yeah. a marriage that's already been strong. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We, I mean, we've, it, we have definitely had our times. You know, it's, it's been mm-hmm. very hard at times, but I think that the advantage with it too, is that we're both working toward the same thing. Yeah. We're both, we have the same job. Essentially we do different things for the businesses, but, um, we're trying to accomplish the same thing. And so that helps too. Like if Sarah was, you know, late, if she was at scout from four in the morning until like seven at night, instead of like five, when we're supposed to switch off, I wouldn't be like, where is she at? Cause mm-hmm. I'd be like, something must've come up. Cause she, you know, is only going to be there. If she has to yeah. at this point. Um, so you have a, you have more understanding. I think that's a, that's a benefit of it. Yeah. Even though it's very hard. Mm-hmm. Sure. Early on in our marriage, I remember it was kind of like a little cheesy visual, but I would, rem- I would think of us as having like the same Jersey on yeah. when we would be fighting. It's like, okay, we're on the same team. We're on the same team. We're on the same team. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's like, 
now, you know, we're on the same team and we, people ask us a lot what it's like, you know, working together and, but I, I think it'd be really hard as an entrepreneur to, to not work with your partner because there's just, it's, it is all consuming and a lot of things do go to the wayside. A lot of your friendships, time with family, um, you know, you have to have someone who is either in it with you or understands those things to not have resentment build, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I I think going back to your point earlier too, that's, that's really the reason I think that a lot of businesses don't quite work out because it's so hard. It's so hard throughout. And if you don't get through those really hard times then things, things fall and you know, you lose your edge. Yeah. My husband and I were taught really early on, um, cause we've been married, um, 18 years this oh, nice. year. Yeah. We got married a ways back. Um, and somebody told us during our premarital counseling that if you could look at your marriage, like a baby, not, uh, you know, you do what's best for the baby. You don't just do what's best for you. You don't just do what's best for the other. You do what's best for the baby and the baby will grow the more time and effort mm-hmm. you put into it and it will become an adolescent. And I'm thinking about 18 years now, our baby is now yeah. actually an adult. Um, and I'm almost thinking about your business like that. Too. Yeah. It's very much like that. It is. Mm-hmm. You go yeah. through those, those stages, the infancy is if you can just survive it, mm-hmm. you know, and that, but you do have to get smart. You have to get your systems in place. You have to get yeah. the right people in place. You have to let some things go for your, you know, for your ability mental to continue. Health, yeah. For your, right. and, and we, yeah, we're different in this way, which I'm always striving to change a little bit. Cause I, I, I'm the nitty gritty, like I'm very at home doing the hands on mm-hmm. and it's like, I have to be reminded, okay, like other people can do that. You know, you can yeah. leave that. What, yeah. what made Sarah like so successful as a manager? I mean, even Verve to this day, like every time I see, our, you know, our friends, uh, Ronnie Colby, that they're like, man, if we could just find another Sarah P yeah. and that's like what everyone, I, I'm like, yeah, if I could find another Sarah P too, <laughs> you know, it's like, it would be, uh. it, and it's just one of those things where like, you know, she's so detail oriented. She's so good on the front lines. She's just can handle a lot. Um, I'm just and working hard, working hard. Like and she loves to work. People can be great at detail, but if they can't get in there and be, and clean the toilet. Yeah. And it, I mean, that's a key. I think that's the thing. Yeah, it's true. And for her, it's, it's not even like, it's just, that's who she is. It's, it's not like, Oh, is she going to make it through a hard work day? It's like, that's what, that's what she is. Yeah. She just does it. And, um, I guess that's what made her so good in the early days. But the, the hard thing is getting out of that mentality. And that's what store two helped us do a little bit. Just yeah. Created another it helped us be like, mm-hmm. okay, now we can have people do more of mm-hmm. the stuff that they can do. Moving out of that technician role. On, yeah. Cause yes. I'm a, I, I'm a technician. I like being a technician. Like I will bake all the pastries. I will make all the drinks. I will judge yeah. all the shelves. I will, you know, but sweep the, the yeah. floor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yes. But, but then one of the hard things with that is, you know, somebody like Sarah who's used to be on the front lines. People will say like, well, I never see you anymore. And they assume that she's like often like, who knows? Watching me. Watching yeah. Ellen. That's yeah. what I always say. Always says, Watching Ellen. <laughs> which like, girl, I, I mean, could do that if I would be led to do that. I would. <laughs> but it's hard. I, I mean, I felt, it's still like a. I felt lost for a while when I, yeah. you know, am not in the stores. It's like, what and, am I even doing? Well, but it's still like huge work days. It still yeah. is a ton of hours. Um, that, but people just don't see it. As it looks much. different. Yeah. It looks different. Yeah. But you have to have that or else the business doesn't work. Doesn't work. And it can't mm-hmm. grow. Yeah. So let Anyways. me ask you 
um, final question because, oh my gosh, I every time I've talked to you, I feel like we could just talk all day <laughs> long. Yeah, I think we could. Um, I always ask everybody what you would eat if it was a very pleasant day and you knew you were going to die tomorrow and you uh-huh. wanted to do it well. What would you have for, say, dinner? Uh, or maybe I should ask you about breakfast, considering who you are. You know... We are breakfast people. We serve we breakfast. Are. Yeah. We did. We served breakfast for our wedding. <laughs> you did? Uh-huh. Swedish pancakes, which are like crepes with lingonberries and like a couple different savory quiches. It was also like very economical. Yeah. Because we, we <laughs> scrapped together people. our... Oh, yeah, well, we had to pay for it. Um, yeah. But we don't eat like breakfast at breakfast time yeah. anymore. Yeah. We, okay. I, I'm Sarah's I'm the one out, to answer this. Yeah, John is okay. so funny. Is, I like... It's... I like order for him at restaurants. I don't really order for him, but I translate the menus. Like I love food. Maybe somebody can tell me what's wrong with me, but I look at a menu and I just he see just words. like a jumble. You just blank out. And I'm like, yeah. maybe it's just because I've been married to Sarah so long, but I'm, I'm like, like, I'm like, what should I get? Okay. We're doing this. We're going to get this salad. We're going to get yeah. this little thing. We're well, going to share John, this. Well, maybe John, you could make coffee for everybody. Yes. You know, John's going to make us that's coffee. That's what I do. Yeah. And then we're just going to, cry the day away sitting outside <laughs> in a sunbeam drinking our coffee mm. eating scones fresh out of the oven mm-hmm. and then we're gonna put together like a really beautiful salad with like like a little like Meyer lemon and dressing and some herbs and I'm calling out short rib tacos okay what do you think yeah it sounds good and we're just gonna like be outside until the sun goes down yeah yeah with our family crying mm. happy tears <laughs> no <laughs> I've yeah. never felt so. <laughs> I think I've done um, 35 of these now, and I've never felt so emotional about the final meal. Aww. Nice job, Sarah. Thank well, Sarah you. really took the final you know, to heart there. I know. It was like, <laughs> She's like, we're dying tomorrow? <laughs> Here's the plan. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you guys, thank you, you so much. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you. you. Thanks so for coming over and talking. Thank you so much for listening to Consumed. It is a labor of love, and I appreciate anyone willing to give me their ears for an hour. Consumed is edited by Chris Lambert. If you have ideas for guests I should interview on Consumed, please visit the contact page at letsgetconsumed.com and be sure to sign up for the Consumed newsletter. Until next time, this is Jamie Lewis. Thanks for getting consumed with me.